lose everyone. I'm back, baby. It's Jake C. Lee. I'm great. Everybody else sucks. Oh, huh. oh no. It's every nightmare I've ever had. Excuse me. It's time to check the link. Pretty crazy, huh? But, but it doesn't matter because none of this has anything to do with the show. You know what? You just made the list. <laughs> oh, wait, you serious? Let me laugh even harder. It's all in. Sure, we talk about it all the time. Really? No. Game on, everybody. Welcome back. It's all in sports. Jake Seeley, your host uh, at All In Kid. And before we jump into the amazing, and I've been waiting way too long to have this guest on today. Real quick as a reminder, because it's been a while. It's been a while since I could. No, just I'll save you for that. It's been a while, so if you want to go to theathletic.com, the fancy football draft kit is out. My rankings, projections, sleepers, well, staff sleepers, staff, there's a ton of stuff for the staff. Uh, heads up, if you go to any of them, you should, I'm not guaranteeing, but you should, so if you don't see it, maybe try a different article. But if you go to my rankings, go to the bottom of the page, and there should be a 30 days free or 50% off your first year, which, by the way, I would definitely take advantage of that one because it's not going to be around for long and it rarely ever came around before this. So in any case, if you're not part of The Athletic, you can go check it out, sign up for it. If you are, well, glad that you are and you can enjoy this entire draft kit and have you ready for the football season, which is coming. Also, uh, we talk a lot of realistic things or real life things with D'Angelo Williams. Yes, that is today's guest. Talk that stuff. Uh, it was going a little bit long, so I added a little bit towards the end. We talked about Pride Month, if you want to continue to listen to that after the credits roll, the DuckTales song as always. But uh, we're talking everything. Football, real life, fun, my horrid dating life. <laughs> so let's do this. It's been way too long. Uh, I know you guys have been asking, not just for me to have a podcast, but I've got specific requests to have you back. I say you, who's about to join me on the show. Uh, we've talked to text. We haven't done a podcast, unfortunately, but this is what you guys have been missing. D'Angelo's back. D'Angelo Williams is on my podcast. Now it's my podcast. It should still be our podcast, shouldn't it, D'Angelo? It should be, but hey, I, I like that it's yours because I, out of all the people that I've ever worked with, uh, and I'm not talking football, I'm just talking about in the podcast world, you have been my favorite, Jake. Oh, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, uh, you have been, not only have you been my favorite, but you've always been my most memorable one because of your dating life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm hoping you update me on that as well, because being with the pandemic going on, virtual dates seem like that's something that's right up your alley. Uh, it has been. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that today. Um, I'm laughing over here because it still hasn't been much better since we've talked. Oh, gosh, no. And it's it's been what? Since like, what, six months since we've done a podcast? It, it has been. Yes. I don't even remember anymore. I'm, so, I'm, how's Barkley doing? Barkley's doing great. Uh, that part of my life is doing good. Okay. Uh, all how, right. how about you for everybody out there that doesn't know that like now you've got an extra young child running around your house? I, I, I do, right? Like, So I had a little boy um, in April. He actually came a month and a half early. And uh, we've been busy. And everybody was like, oh, you guys had a quarantine, baby. I said, no, 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 no. We didn't have a quarantine, baby. <laughs> in order for us to have that, that means we got to have one next year. And that's not going to fly. Like, this is the... If it has, if I have anything to do with it, it's the last one for me. But my wife was like, "You sure this is all?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I'm I I want to go get a vasectomy. I want to go get fixed." And all of my friends are like, "No, nah, you don't want to do that. It changed the feeling. 
uh, you don't want that. And I'm like, oh, okay, y'all had it done. And they was like, no. And I was like, how the hell y'all know that it'll change the feeling if you ain't ever, ever had it done? It was like, oh, man, you know, I heard stories. Well, what did you hear stories from? The internet. I was like, man, you know what? Damn, y'all. Damn, y'all. <laughs> they don't know anything. Yeah, get the hell out of here with that. <laughs> yeah. but You're it, not it, trying to be Philip Rivers. Come on, man. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not at all. Like, four is enough. Two girls, two boys. I got lucky. Like, uh, you know, now I think it's time for me to turn the water faucet off. It's okay to get water. <laughs> it's okay to get water as long as it doesn't come with all the other stuff that water comes with. This is like, this is spring water that I'm trying to turn uh, myself into. <laughs> <laughs> it's tap water right now i'm trying to turn it into spring water i'm trying to get all the the stuff that you're gets try, you you're trying to clamp the hose it, that's what i'm trying to do i'm well i'm not necessarily trying to clamp the hose because i still want the flow i just okay. don't want the <laughs> i don't want the the other stuff that get you, need a, you know you need it filtrated yes i need the filtration system <laughs> uh, the best thing i saw remember when the quarantine was you had to have 10 people or less remember yes. when they started that the best thing i saw is well i guess philip rivers has to give up one of his kids for adoption <laughs> that's what i was thinking too like i was like when i when i when i heard that i was thinking philip rivers came to mind and then we have some friends that you know adopted kids and i was like ooh like that's a that's a hell of a way to return a kid like you go to the adoption <laughs> office and you like look uh who was the one that who was the it was the football player who was the one that had like eight kids with like seven different women do you remember that uh, that's <laughs> i i can name a few of those but i i don't <laughs> <laughs> i was always told man if you can afford them have them uh, I'm not on board for that, but I, I again, I was always told that. Yeah, I see. I'm more like I can afford the the, the struggle and the hesitate, like the the time, like the. T I don't know how you do it the time wise, bro. I, it's just like taking care of Barkley, man. Everything that you do for Barkley right now. No, is, no, no that's different because it's if not I go to different. This, hold, no, hold on. I'm I'm by myself. If I need to go to the store, I can't put a kid in the crate. <laughs> like I can't. <laughs> similar then similar similar you'd have to take the kid with you along with a diaper bag and other essentials but i mean you'll get it i mean you keep you keep you keep this up jake you know you'll have a kid by 55 by 55 <laughs> if that <laughs> hey, we might, ne hey never give up jake never give up all right, so oh, hold time. We might as well get into that. Well, we'll get into the dating life first, and then we're going to okay. talk football, and then we're going to talk like real world stuff. So we've got to transition all over the place. <laughs> so I started a hashtag fail train on Twitter for you uh, for uh. the dating life that I've been going through because here's how it started. I should have saved the worst one for last because it ended up being the best one, the funniest one. Uh, so the, what's been going on is, yes, I've been trying the app. I tried Hinge and Bumble for the two different ones. Why didn't you I've try had, like the swipe? Why didn't you try? You didn't want to do the uh, Tinder? Tinder is like uh, a hookup site. You don't yeah, want to do Tinder's, that. Yeah, Yeah. Remember that site? Remember, I'm not that kind of guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, you you we, still we not that, that kind of guy? I'm still not that kind of guy. <laughs> Damn, Jake. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so the, here, I'll give you the worst one first, despite because this is what kicked it all off. People were like, oh, we need more of this because like, like you, they enjoyed la laughing at uh, my misery. Like, la yeah. I guess laughing with me uh, for the people that you don't know, understand. At, at this point, though, Jake, I, I don't feel bad. But at the same time, like you're, you're one of those case studies that you see on TV and you just like, this is stupid. Like nobody in the <laughs> world is like this. And then. You run into a person like this and you just like, whoa, they really make people like this. 
<laughs> you are the like this, Jake. <laughs> I, I, fair enough. Yes. I don't even know what it's to not say a bad that. thing. It's not a bad thing. When people say there's not a lot of good, there, there's no more good guys left in the world, and I was like, you're lying. Jake Seeley is a good damn guy. <laughs> 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 it's just nobody wants that. <laughs> no, nobody wants it. Like they, they only want it when they don't think they can have it. But when they can have it, they're like, nah, uh, this is way too good. There has to be something else. <laughs> well, so, hey, th- I won't even tell you about the worst one. I'll jump over to one. I actually matched with one. We went through the conversation, chatting back and forth. It was going super well. And then she wanted to FaceTime and we FaceTime. And we got to the topic D'Angelo, we actually got to the topic that I had only been with one person in my entire life. And she lost her mind, like could not wrap her head around it, tried to like say like, oh, if we were hanging out, there's no way I would be all over you, blah, blah. And I was like, look, it's just who I am. I, you know, I've, I've not put myself in those situations because I don't want to be a one night stand guy and blah, like all this type of stuff. And she goes through this whole conversation. We FaceTime for like an hour. And then she ghosted me, D'Angelo. It was too much Jake, pressure. Jake, I would have ghosted the shit out of you too, bro. Like, you're <laughs> too good, bro. Like, we got to we gotta roughen up your edges a little bit, man. Like, your delivery is terrible. There was a second one that sex shamed me that said it was too much pressure knowing that I'd only been with one person. <sighs> Jake, like, I, I honestly, <laughs> you are really, you are truly God sent, bro. You're going to make somebody... <laughs> a great husband at some point whether you're 55 <laughs> or 65 or 75 if they can handle the pressure of being the second person i've been with <laughs> so hold up let, let me make sure i get this straight so when you say the you've only been with one woman your entire life oh i've only been sexual with one person my entire life i've, I've kissed other girls but i've only been with been like quotes been with one girl Jake, what the hell is wrong with you? I, I, I mean, I, obviously, there's nothing wrong with you. Obviously, there's, I. So you're a true, you're a true, like you are what people strive to be. Like, how do you? I do thought you, you were going to call me a forty year old virgin because it's basically grown back. No, it's it's not. It's my my, my I I just I I'm just trying to figure out. Like, I can't fathom that. But at the same time, like I applaud your efforts because. You are a really strong individual, like mentally, physically, and hormonally. Like you really, <laughs> you are really strong. Like you, if if I go, if I went weeks or months or years, like whenever anything walked past me that smells remotely, <laughs> like you should be like dogs in heat when people walk by. Like, oh, you smell good instant hard on like hormones are going crazy but you you got full control of that i'm proud so, so, of you. that's because i don't put myself in the situations of like two of us home alone somewhere to have it happen because i'm not gonna lie you, you you're not far off I, like i actually went on a date with a girl twice and you know hugged goodnight the one night we never got to kissing because we only went out twice right but i will even admit to you i've never said this to anybody this is admitting to you well and everybody listening to this podcast <laughs> That when I hugged her goodnight, I actually pulled the hips away because to your point, like just hugging at this point <laughs> after after 13 years is enough. <laughs> what the? F- you said 13 years? 
Yeah, 13 years. <laughs> Jake. Brother, have you ever heard the expression, you got to use it before you lose it? Oh, it fell off. (laughs) Oh, my god! I'm just a Ken Ken doll at this point. Oh, bro. We got to find you a Barbie, dude. So so what are are the qualifications that you need? Like, because at this point, like, if Bumble can't help you and other social media apps... Or uh, dating apps can't help you because you're such a. Have you ever tried uh, um, uh, farmers only? Farmers, I'm not a farmer. I'm oh, not a country to, guy. Hey, I'm just saying. At this point, we desperate, Jake. Like, what about uh, Christian Mingle? Because you can definitely. No, I already said. Yeah, I already threw that one out there. I, I have seen Christian Mingle, but the thing is, uh, Christian Mingle's a lot of fakeness. Like, they have actually have a lot of fake profiles on there, trying to lure people in. Very, very, very fake. I went on there. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I have never in my life heard of that. So there's, no, there's actually there's there's a lot of fake profiles showing up on Bumble. No, no, no. When too, you like, say fake profiles, I'm thinking fake profiles in in the fact that hey, they're really not Christian and they're sleeping with everything. No, 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 no. Versus no, no. oh, this is th- this is like the girl doesn't really exist. Like they put oh, some oh, yeah, like oh, okay. fat, like found some pictures of some model someplace and like make a profile to keep people coming back. Yeah. So you see that. You swipe, try to match on that one, and then the other real people that are mixed in there, and that's it's. You can go actually look up about there's. There's a lot of fake ones. There's a lot of fake ones on Bumble now, and there's ones on Bumble that are actually starting to show up. Of like, hey, put a phone number in their picture and call me for a good time. I charge rates and crap like that. So, Jake, I have to ask this question, and okay. everybody out here want to know this. You can decline. You don't have to answer, but I have to ask right. it because I wouldn't be doing the the people that are like that and injustice if i didn't ask this question how many times do you jack off a week (laughs) because there's no way that you just walking around here with a loaded gun bro uh (laughs) like that's that's deadly bro it's deadly and i'm i i just want to i just want to know that you're not walking around here with a loaded pistol and hugging people and having conversations and keeping yourself at bay and you got a whole damn full clip with extra ones just waiting to blow somebody's ass off. I I, I, I had to ask that question because there's guys like me that obviously have more than one sexual experience before I got married. There's a right. there's more people like me in the world than there are like you. So we want to know how do you keep your hormones at bay? I, I keep my hormones at bay. Well, for, first of all, the, your body kind of takes care of that while you're sleeping. If you don't take care of it, just so you know, we'll put it that way. You, you understand? Like, do you do you understand what I, I'm saying? No, I don't. I want you to say it. Damn it! Come on and oh, say wet, it, Jake. Get out of that wet, comfort wet. zone of yours and just say it. Because I hadn't had a wet dream since I was like 13. <laughs> I, right, I can well, only we'll go, imagine go how intense. Thirteen years. <laughs> I, I can only imagine how intense it is at the age you are right now. Like it, it's a. I, I'm gonna tell you a horrible way to go though, Jake. A horrible way to go is having a wet dream, and in the a midst of you having this wet dream, something you doesn't die. work out <laughs> right. You stroke out or have a heart attack or some. <laughs> this that's not the way you want to go, Jake. Uh, okay, <laughs> I, that's that's definitely probably a mental image that a lot of people didn't need. 
can, before we get to football, I just want to tell you about. Can I tell you about the worst one that started this? Yes, this, please. This I am crying way. real tears over here, Jake. Because <laughs> I still, every time I talk to you, I cannot believe you are a real person, bro. You are a real person. This is this is life for you. Really, like when when you when you grow up, when you're in high school, or when you're in junior high school, and they was like, "Hey, what do you want to be when you grow up?" Nobody ever said, "Yo, I want to be single, damn near celibate, with a dog, and like a house full of like collectibles." Funkos, like, right? No, nobody says that. <laughs> like, nobody think, says that. And like, I think the biggest thing is nobody says that they want to be this long <laughs> having sex. I think. <laughs> 13 years is a long time, bro. You could write a book on this. I probably could. I don't know how many people want to read it. <laughs> I, you know. And the title of your book can be Abstinence. <laughs> or Absent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unintentionally Absent. <laughs> yes. You are a really good guy, man. Like You're one of those guys, when my daughters grow up, I want them to date and marry. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. And see, that's what everybody says. That's all the, what the girls say that they want, but then they yeah. get intimidated because there's so much pressure on being the second one. And basically, the one girl said, I'd basically be taking your virginity again. And I was like, really? Like, no, you're not. But like, I just don't understand why you need to disclose this information to them, though. Like, it'll be. I'm just so honest. Yeah, you could be honest and omit some things, too. Like, you're almost too honest. Oh, so it's like make it what thirteen weeks ago? No, 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 no. Like you could say like thirteen. Like when was the last time you had sex? Like thirteen days, month, years. I don't know. Like who remembers that? You know, <laughs> like you could you could like shrug it off something like that. But you know, some women you just hadn't found the right one. They'll take it as a challenge. And once you find that one to take it as a challenge, good luck. Good <laughs> luck. Good luck. So anyway, the the thing that kicked this all off is some girl like did videos and mo or she was making her own movies trying to be a star and we'll just say a star that way because once you looked her up on YouTube it was a different kind of star. But uh she did a video and I asked her what it was about and she said, "Oh, about being in quarantine, it's like a semi horror movie." And I said, "Oh, that's topical." And she responds to me with D'Angelo. She said, I think you mean typical asshole. And then like stopped talking to me because she couldn't understand what topical meant. That's how this whole fail train thing started. Really? Yeah. That's how it's... it all started. Wow. <laughs> she didn't know what so, topical. It's, yeah. it's literally in the word. I know. I know. <laughs> She thought I was. Uh, what, what did you say slayer. back? Because you were you were asshole geek, so it it it, it probably worked out in your favor. Because she said typical, you mean ass? And then what did you reply back? I didn't really reply back because at that point, somebody, one of my followers, had found her video on YouTube, and when I said she wants to be a movie star, I'm putting star in quotes. She wants to be a certain kind of star, and not movie. If you get what I'm saying. Oh, so she was a professional. No, no, what, no, no. She what, wanted to be. She no, no, wanted no. to what be. What better yeah, way? A... What better way for you to pop back up in the universe? No, I'm not that kind of guy. Well, I know you're not that kind of guy, but just think about all the perks that come with someone that wants to be a professional. Everything that you've never experienced with the first one, you can experience with the second one. So when the third one comes, you know exactly what you want and what you don't want. 
<laughs> I still know what I want. I don't need that. <laughs> oh, they said practice make perfect, and you hadn't been practicing. So I I don't know how you gonna get that in and be perfect. I'm just trying to help you out, Jake. Hey, that who's to say that I can't find a girl that's just like me? <sighs> See, because I don't think that got girls like you are looking for guys like you because that kind of set y'all both back, right? Is like I thought, I thought opposites attract. No, 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 you can. See, here's the, here's where I'm coming from, is that if you have, and it doesn't have to be exactly like me, but if you're both in the same space and you're both in love, you learn together. Uh, I don't know about that. Deve- I, I got yeah, a friend yeah. right now. I, I Seriously, I got a friend right now. He is uh, he married his wife. She's a beautiful young lady. He loves her to death, absolutely to death. He, on the other hand, before he married her, he was really involved in the sex room he had multiple partners and he really valued that uh and how he brought to the table hers on the other hand this was her second he he was her second guy and so she's not as in tune like there's certain things that she do and there's certain things that she don't do and because she's not up to speed like he is there's there's a there's a disconnect when they're in the bedroom together and he doesn't like it and it drives him crazy. He calls me like every time and I'm like, bro, I don't want to hear this. Like, I can't help you, bro. He was like, I need somebody to talk to because this shit is awful. I was like, bro, if it's that bad, like, I mean, get out. He was like, no, she is just, she's she's the perfect that's woman. <laughs> and I'm no, like, no, she see, can't be why. perfect if the sex is not where you want it to be. You get, but that's why I said you got to get both people on the same page, and you can learn to get here. here. It's Dwayne Haskins and Terry McLaurin coming to the NFL together. See, they're both rookies. They're both inexperienced. They both learned together. They had chemistry. You, that's not even the same, Jake. That's how <laughs> I know you so far removed from having sex that you're comparing a teammate to sex. That's horrible. <laughs> You you don't think that you know what? Let's let's just make the transition, Jake. I'm, to football, I, I was trying to with the twins. Yeah, yeah. I I. <laughs> All right. So hold. Oh yeah, yeah. Sigh, sigh pause. Breathe in. Whatever you need to do. Uh, let's transition to football because I do have a couple football questions for okay. you. And it's some questions and, you know, the Dwayne Haskins, Terry McLaurin thing. Like, it actually, it's relevant. And I do want to get your thoughts because you are the football player. Yeah. And you, this is a, a world and we're going to talk about Corona, too. Uh, but this is a world that we haven't experienced before. Like, and yeah. so my biggest question to you right now, Daniel Williams, with no OTAs, with whatever they're calling these virtual meetings, with training camp potentially being less than what it is. Yeah. What kind of impact... Do you, th- do you think rookies are going to be behind the eight ball? Do you think free agents changing teams, like wide receivers going to a new team, like Robbie Anderson? Do you think that's going to put them behind the eight ball? Like, is there going to be an impact, or are you guys as football players, like, you're good enough that, I mean, you can show up in July and be fine? So there's a double-edged sword, and I'm going to tell you what this double-edged sword is. I, for one, this is what I think. Football players do not need training camp. The only reason why they have training camp is because it's the NFL's way of making outside money on practices when they go to other places. They they put us in uncomfortable situations. We stay in these dorms. 
and stuff like that. We don't need these extra practices. They practice us hard, you know, all that. I'm just glad that it's over with. So this is my biased, unbiased opinion. I don't think that we need training camp, and I think this is perfect. But this is why it's a disadvantage for the owners because we don't have a training camp. They go in and they have the best season of football ever. Then how do you address it next year when maybe all this is gone? Mm. It's a tough situation because now you see that you don't need training camps, but you can't get rid of it because it's a moneymaker. (laughs) Which is what the NFL is all about. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Which – Leads me to like my next thing, and I know we're talking about the NFL and and the players, and 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 we hadn't quite transitioned over to you know the Kaepernick and, and, and all that situation. So I'm gonna wait till you transition over to that. But it's all about making money for the NFL. The training camp, we don't need it. Players are working out on their own. My question is, and I've always had this question: We got a big game coming up, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They got a big game coming up. They're you know. Nine and two, and uh, or you know, say that they're you know they're fighting for a playoff spot, and Tom Brady comes down with the coronavirus. He's not gonna play. Like, do you mm. you just bench him and you just let the like? How do you handle people that test positive that are big name players? Patrick Mahomes, he tests positive. I mean, obviously, I mean, you look at the TV right now. You know, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, he tested positive. He's in quarantine right now. But if if these star players have a big game and they test positive and they can't play, then how do you how do you release that to the public? And then do you hold him back and not allow him to play? Or do you mask him up and send his ass out there because his name is more important to you on the field than it is off? Like, I have a bunch of questions. I think I think everybody has that question because I had that same question that you do. Like I don't know, I don't know. Like like you said, you're gonna say, "Well, too bad, sorry." You know, Mar Jackson can't play this week. Sorry, Ravens, you're gonna have to right throw out Trace McSorley. <laughs> right when and we've been practicing all week for us to have, uh, you know, Tom Brady or uh, uh, Eli Manning. I, I only well, said that because you're a Giants fan <laughs> and you hate him. But I, I have to say that, like, you'd probably be happy that he didn't play. But you have these big-name quarterbacks or big-name running back. You know, you got Derrick Henry on your squad. You know, he's going up against, you know, a team that may not have a great defense. Everybody in the world is starting him on their fantasy team. And then Sunday before the game, he tested positive for Corona. He can't play. Yeah. Oh shit! Everybody that has a everybody that has a fantasy team and has them on it is going to be griping and bitching at the NFL because not only is the NFL costing themselves money, but now they're indirectly costing fans money that are in these big time pools that are playing in these uh, fantasy football games. So well, I think it's that. a I mean it's a whole disadvantage se- for anybody. Week seventeen, let's say week seventeen when fantasy is over, just the NFL, like you're saying, put put week seventeen into this conversation and like let's go back to the Eagles and the Cowboys for the past couple of years fighting to the last week for that division and say it comes down to whoever wins the game makes the playoffs and, and to your Dak point, Prescott come up sick yeah ooh, that's a tough one I, 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 I don't know how you answer that and how you address that because if I'm the Cowboys if I'm the Cowboys or if I'm the 49ers and it's Garoppolo or if I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and it's Tom Brady and he gets sick I don't give a damn. He come down with the coronavirus, and he tell me, like, yo, I'm sick. You know, can you play? Oh, I can play. 
I'm sending his ass out there. I, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I, I, there's nothing else I could do. I, I, I knew he like was Zeke sick. right now. Zeke is symptom free, but he has it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't. I and and that's because we tested for it. But like, how often are we testing him? Because you could test him on Sunday after the game or before the game or on Monday or Tuesday and then not test them again from that point on because if you test them again at that point on and they got it, then you have to pull them. So if right. I'm the NFL, to a way to, 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 to cheat the system or beat the system is I test them on Tuesdays, which is their off day. I have them all come in. I test them. They all test negative. Anytime we test it every Tuesday, that's when we test. And the reason why we test every Tuesday because if we have to pull a player, then everybody know that we got to pull that player because they got it. In enough time, yeah. Right, in enough time. But <laughs> you then know what's going to happen. <laughs> I could test on Tuesday and get it on Wednesday and still play a football game on Sunday. Yeah, that's going to be – because what is it? I think the NBA is talking about doing it three times a week, or is that MLB? Somebody was talking about doing it three times a week. And I was yeah. like, if that's the case, to your point – I mean, heck, whatever you test on Tuesday and test on Wednesday for a Thursday night football game or a test Thursday morning yeah. and then you yank them for the Thursday night game. You know what's going to happen? I was going to say is the Patriots are going to have 53 men listed as questionable illness every single week. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and and that's not even a that's not even a crazy part about it. And this is the only reason why I feel like it will not be an NFL season. Uh, and, and And again, listen to me. This is the reason why I feel like it won't be an NFL season. Because if you have a player go out and contract this virus from playing in a football game and he goes home to his wife and kids and they end up contracting it and it ends up killing a loved one, then the NFL is responsible. Again, this is why I say that the NFL won't have a season this year. So now in order to protect their selves, you have to come back in and you got to find you got to sign a liability waiver saying, hey, I waive all rights to play in this game, you know, blah, 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 which is basically an addendum to your contract. Players are not going to sign that. This is not what I signed no. up for. That's I what the MLB is si- fighting. Right. I, I, so, I, I am not going out here. I'm not going to sign my rights away because I want to make these couple extra bucks. Some will do it. Some won't. The ones that don't have to do it, the Drew Breeses, the 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 Tom Brady's and the 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 big time guys that have already got paid, they don't have to sign those addendums. They don't have to go out there. They don't have to play. And they don't have to put their life on the line just to play this game because people want to see us play. Let, let me ask you this, because this is what MLB was originally talking about doing. And I want to say, like you, D'Angelo, if you're playing today, would you do this? Is that's what I'm at? I mean, especially no, you I got four. No, no, no. Here, no. I, I no. What I'm gonna I'm gonna paint a scenario for you. You got four kids at home. The argument some people have made, like, why not do this? Because the military does this. Is you know, there's military people that go out to sea four, six, eight, twelve months out of a year. What if you were quarantined with your team? You couldn't go home and see your family for the NFL season, but at the end of the NFL So basically four months, you have to go stay in a hotel somewhere with only your teammates. Oh, that ain't going to happen. Okay. That 100% ain't going to happen. And and it's not a problem with st- – <laughs> and I there's a lot of – I guess I'll go ahead and say it. Pork chop sandwiches. Okay. Th- this is the <laughs> problem that you have with quarantine and a bunch of players – and there, somebody's going to get out because there's single people there, there's married people there. And when these husbands come home to these wives, 
These wives may not necessarily be there. Four months is a long time. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't I don't know if you know this, but the highest divorce rates in the country is in the military. When they come home from these tours, they either come back to either a shattered household or they come back to uh, you know, a wife that may not necessarily be as faithful as she was when this whole thing started. Okay. Or that husband that coming sense. back with different with a different attitude now because he's been deployed for two or three years and he comes back and he doesn't have the same mindset because he lived a different life when he was over overseas. So th- yeah, those are other his, things his, that I mean, you have certainly. to think about as well when you're talking about quarantining somebody from somebody for four months. I mean, yeah, I know I you mean, did it for 13 why, yeah. years, but some <laughs> people can't do it for four months. <laughs> Let's just think of it like 13 weeks. There you go. Well, a little bit more than 13 weeks. <laughs> 13 weeks and change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me ask you one more thing. <laughs> let me ask, actually, uh, I got so sidetracked from that. Two two more football things for you. How about this? <laughs> All right. So coach speak at this point of the season, and I'm going to give you some examples. Like okay. we hear Sean, Sean McVay says, I have three talented running backs and leaves it as that. One of uh-huh. them is our boy, Daryl Henderson. You hear some coaches saying, you know, hey, Justin Jackson, he's on a short leash. Like, how much when you were playing, or how much do you think even now, when you hear stuff, coaches saying stuff in June and July, do you think is motivational, is just trying to keep everybody off the scent, so to speak, or actually holds any water at this point of the season? No, it doesn't hold any water at all because the the fact of the matter is this. Everybody's working their ass off in the offseason, and not everybody fit the system that they fit the system last year because there's there's intricate pieces that are necessarily not the same. Like, uh, I'll give you a case in point. Because I'm a Pro Bowl player this year doesn't equate to me being a Pro Bowl player next year. Uh, so with that being said, you know, rent is due. And because rent is due, you have to bring that every day, week in and week out. So when they say these things, these, these hey, I got three good – you're absolutely right. They're not lying – when they're saying what they're saying, but they're also only saying that to keep the pressure off the actual players. Because, I mean, you see it all the time. Like uh, Hunt, for instance, the running back that was with Kansas City that's now with the, uh, you know, Cleveland Browns. Browns. When yeah. he first, you know, broke into the league, nobody knew who he was. And everybody was like, damn, this Kareem Hunt kid can play. Like he's a baller. Like, how did he slip down to whatever round we got him in? Why wasn't he a first-round pick? You know what I'm saying? So there's guys right. like that 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 rise to the top that you can't that that you can't account for, and because you can't account for that, you can only figure that out by playing football, not training camp. Because again, I'm not a fan of training camp. Just in <laughs> practice, period. Some guys deal better with other guys, and some guys just naturally like pick that up, and they just. They don't peak in college. They peak in the National Football League. And you're just like, damn, I'm glad we got that guy. But then there are some guys that peak in college and they get to the NFL and you're just like, dude, he was so good in college. Yeah, because he didn't have another level to that ceiling. He he only had three floors and he hit that third floor when he was in college. Do you think – real quick, I wasn't even going to ask you about this, but do you think like draft costs matter? Like, So I'll give you a perfect example. 
We know the Chiefs took Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the first round. Do you think that's a telling? St- like, does that point to he's going to be their guy, or because he's a rookie, does he still have to prove himself to Andy Reid coming in? Nah, when you're a first round pick, there ain't nothing to prove to nobody, uh, <laughs> and that's what that's what that's what a lot of people don't understand. I, I've heard people say, "Oh, you know, he still got to prove himself." You know, blah 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 blah. You don't buy a Lamborghini or a Ferrari. And uh, you don't buy it off the lot and then you go park it in the garage and never never drive it. <laughs> that's that's, that's kind of what, what I got to say. That's what a first-round pick like, is. Yeah. I don't give a damn yeah. how bad this first-round pick is. If he if he is terrible, as I, if he is good as I think he is, he's going to get playing time. If I get him and he's terrible, I still got to play him because now he has to show the world he's terrible. So when I bench him, <laughs> I got a reasonable cause of benching him. Like every for I'll, I'll give you a case in point, Eli Manning. We all knew that Eli Manning was terrible a couple years ago, and when he got benched, rightfully so, he was supposed to get benched. But there was a small group of people because he won two Super Bowls. Was like, dude, I can't believe you did that to him. All the stuff that he's uh you know did for you guys, you know blah 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 blah. And I'm like, wait, what? Like I didn't know a <laughs> career can keep you starting. I thought when you were <laughs> – if you're a football fan and you like good football, then you want to see good football. You don't want to see somebody that used to be good. You want to see somebody that's good right now. That's what the game should – that's what you should expect out of the game. So when they benched him and they end up firing everybody that surrounded him getting benched, I was like, dude, this is not the message that you want to send to, you know, the fans of your team. No, 100%. I completely agree hey, with you. But I, again, that was, no. that was a scap- scapegoat situation. Right, absolutely. And then Eli Manning get his job back, and he goes back being the piss poor quarterback that we knew him <laughs> And to loses be. it again. <laughs> absolutely. Like, oh, we're back to where we started. Like, yep, and him with that dumb look on his face like he lost and trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Sometimes I, I, I think, like, does Eli Manning even know he's playing football? Because the look he gives sometimes. <laughs> Well, he's not anymore, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's out there having fun. All right, last one. Last one okay. about football for you. And then we can talk some real-world stuff. Cause just, that's the good meat. Yeah. Uh, injuries. Like, like I mean, it's the NFL. Aren't you all playing back? And the reason I ask this is because we get this news. Like, all right, the football season ended in December for most teams. Yeah. Football season, if you still happen to play into the playoffs, you were done by the end of January. And yet – we get to June, and all of a sudden it's, hey, Sonny Michelle was playing through an injured foot. Alvin Kamara was playing through injury. Like, wh- it's kind of a two-part question, D'Angelo. Like, why are we hearing about your injuries six months later? And then two, is it really that effective of their play? Because aren't you all, like, I'm assuming you were never 100 quote-unquote percent when you were playing. Okay, so if you're injured, you don't play. If you hurt, you play. That's, that's the difference uh, in the NFL. If you're on that field, we're just going to assume that you are 100% because if you're not, you ultimately make that decision. Uh, and when you make that decision to say you can go, then I don't give a damn what percentage you're playing in. If you can't produce, then you just can't produce. Don't blame it on your injury. Don't blame it on you being hurt. Don't blame it on any of that because once you say I can go or I can give you what I got, then that's on you. Like, whatever you pump out of there is whatever you pump out. And this is – and I have to say this. The the one thing that I applaud about Cam Newton, Cam Newton knew he had a jacked-up shoulder. He was playing – he was having a horrible year. Everybody knew it. 
and everybody was pissed off because they pulled him at the end of the year like yo y'all ain't y'all ain't going to the playoffs y'all not going to the super bowl like why would you stop why don't you just go ahead and play it out and end the season like my my thought process and me thinking about this was like look Go ahead and get the surgery done. Go ahead and get it done. You you stinking it up now. And <laughs> how do we not know that that's not costing him on being on a team right now? Right. Because he went out and he gave a pork chop sandwiches performance because he wanted to play injury. He wanted to be hurt because he's Superman, not knowing that his past was going to really, really, really dictate his future. But him not knowing it, saying, hey, I'm going to be a gladiator. I'm going to go out and I'm going to play and I'm going to pound my chest, whether we win or lose. Like, dude, I'm out here playing with a, a separated shoulder. I'm out here playing with, you know, this or that. Like, I'm a real man. Rah, 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 rah. Yeah, but now you don't have a job right now. So I applaud you on being strong and fighting through the injury and the 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 the, 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 the being hurt. But at the same time, like, this is your career. And later on when football's over, you're going to feel all of that. You're going to feel everything you know that how you I feel through. about that. And that's why that's why I support you, as I say, you the players as much as I do, because it's so ridiculous because you get the fans sitting back there and be like, oh, you're being paid to play on this team, fight through it and play through it. And then on the flip side, they give no damn about the fact that what you're saying right now, like if Cam Cam was damned if he do, he's damned if he don't. Oh, absolutely. You, you, Absolutely. You play through it and you risk your career. You don't play through it and then you're crucified because you didn't play through it. Yep. And and either way, you're going to get crucified. So if you if that's the case, err on the side of caution because it's your career at the end of the day. I understand we got fans, we got endorsements, we got other things like that. But all of those were predicated on you being healthy and playing at a high level. If you're not healthy and not playing at a high level, guess what? The fans are going to go away. The game's going to go away. And all those endorsements and everything that uh, you encompassed or that was surrounding you when you were healthy playing at a high level are going to disappear. So if that's the case, you might as well protect what you have. And, hey, I'm hurt. I can't go. Oh, can you just give me what you got? What I got is not going to be good enough for us to win this game. And me at 70% is not better than him at 100. I'm sorry. Yeah. And just be honest. Yeah. Uh, I'm 100% with you. I wish more would do that and more fans would realize that. All right. So but fans can't fans don't they don't understand that, man. They they don't have to realize that because if 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 I'm looking at you, Jake, and when I look at you, dollar signs are in the back of my mind because I have money. You're on my fantasy team and I just need you to get me seven points. I just need you to give me 14 points. I need you to give me 21 points. How that's not a lot to ask for, bro. I'm not asking you got to do this anyway. So go out and just do your damn job. Give me the points that I need. But then now you're going to say you hurt. Like, where did this come up from? Like, what do you mean you hurt? <laughs> exactly. Yep. No, so speaking there's of no which, understanding a, there. No. And so, it, it, you know what? That's a good transition. Because speaking of understanding, and one of the things I did want to talk to you about is like, let's be real here for a second. Well, actually, for a few minutes here and what's going on in the world. Yeah. It's fate. It's faded a little bit. And it's funny because, um, so one of the first things I asked my close friend, Brandon, like, like, I can't understand the situation you're in. I will never be able to understand. And we talked for a while. And one of the questions he asked me, D'Angelo, he said, like, I don't I don't know how this goes away. And I said, well, that's the thing is, one, is it shouldn't go away. But two, I feel like it's going to fade out. Like, it's just going to people are going to start forgetting that it's going on, forgetting that, hey, people are still protesting and stuff like that. So obviously for everybody out there talking about the Black Lives Matter and everything like that. 
wanted to get your thoughts, but also when you're talking about it, your thoughts, because there's been a lot of pushback from, we'll call we'll call the public, we'll call it public yeah. pushback, of you're getting a couple different sides of it. You're getting, I've seen some people who said, um, I, I think it was, who was it? Uh, the one, oh, the one, he's on ESPN sometime. I can't think of his name right now. Um, but he said, what about the rioting? And he goes, you know, Martin Luther King tried it peacefully. Somebody else tried it peacefully. We tried it peacefully in the nineties. We've tried it. We've tried it peacefully and it's never worked. So that's why it's the rioting. But then you do get the pushback of saying, well, Martin Luther King didn't riot and we shouldn't riot because that takes away from the Just you speak because I can't, I can't come okay. from your position in this. Yeah, whole thing. So, so, so here's the thing. I, I, I've, I've had classmates that I went to school with uh, and I, I look on social media all the time and I see just pages after pages after pages of stuff that people said like, oh, I can't believe you guys out there protesting, you know, uh, do something better with your life, uh, go to work, get a job, uh, you know, you're blocking highways. And out of that same breath, uh, uh, they would say, you know, the next day their message is, is, hey, this white guy right here uh, was doing the same thing and they kill him. But nobody's protesting that. You know, I can't believe this. Like it's a double edged like the media is really, you know, this and that. And and I hear all this stuff and I'm thinking to myself, like, look, let's just take color out of this. Let's take the black out of it. Let's take the white out of it. And let's just look at it for what it is. Let's just look at it for police brutality. We're not going to look at it from a white angle. We're not going to look at it from a black angle at all. This is the problem that we have with police brutality. We have way more people sitting and on their looking at their computer screens or at their phone screens talking about people not protesting this and don't want to actually get out there themselves and actually do it. If you feel like something is unjust or is is. It's it's not what it's supposed to be. Then be the change that you want to see. I'm not saying this is a black issue. I'm not saying that it's a white issue. I'm talking about just strictly police brutality. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm not saying that every police officer uh, is. I mean, uh, every police officer is bad. I'm not also saying that every police officer is good. But what I am telling you is, is there is a bunch of police officers that are making horrible decisions at horrible times. I'm not saying that they're not. A, I, I, I asked this question to my brother. I said, bro, I, you know, I, I, I can see both sides. And he said, this is what the problem is. He said, there's a few jobs in this world that you're not allowed to make mistakes in. And I, he said, because if you make those mistakes, people die. And I said, well, what kind of job is that? He was like an airline pilot, an electrician, and a police officer. If you make a big mistake, somebody's going to die. Yeah. And I sat back and I looked at He was like, yeah. He was like, as a police officer, you're not granted that permission or you're not, you don't have the access to making mistakes because that mistake could cost you, cost somebody their lives, whether it's the police officer or whether it's the person on the other end that you're interacting with. And I, no, I sat true. back and I thought about it and I'm like, man, that's a high stress, high pressure job. And there's a lot of people that shouldn't be doing it because of that. <laughs> Absolutely. Because of that. But I, I don't know what the training is, but that's just me 
taking the color out. Now, if you want to put the color in in terms of like the protesting and the rioting, I look at it from this point. Martin Luther King did it peacefully. He still got killed. Malcolm X was not so much as peaceful as him. He was for the rioting and the, the protesting. They kill him. So there's no right way or wrong way to protest. There's no right right way or no wrong way because nobody will ever be ready for those tough conversations. Dude, nobody's ever ready for the tough conversations. So because nobody will ever be ready for them, there's never never a good time. I I don't think this will fade away, and this is why I don't think this will ever fade away. There's laws being changed. Trump just signed a president order for uh, police reform. So I'm just looking at it from a police brutality standpoint because – that's what people seem to understand that don't understand that there's a racial indifference in this country. So when you just talk about complete police brutality, people are like, yeah, I agree with you on that. Okay. So if you agree with me on police brutality, but then in the same breath say you don't see racism, then I'm like, Oh, okay. But you don't want to go protest. Like, no, I ain't, I'm not going out there, man. But you know, I think somebody should protest this. What? So you can't have it both ways. It's like the Cam Newton thing. It's like you can't have it both ways. But that's what it is, though. They they feel like they can because we allow them to do that. Like we allow them to we we scroll through and people be like, well, why ain't nobody protesting this? You know, this 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 and this. And like I literally go on their page and be like, well, why don't you protest it? And the 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 message that I received back is like, yeah, I'm just saying, you know, I'm not saying that it needed to be protested. I'm just saying that because there's protests going on, like we should throw this in there with it. And I'm like, well, no, you can go out and protest it. You could be that person that you saying, why ain't nobody? Pro-? You can go out and you can protest that. You have that right. That's why that's why we're protesting now. And what we're doing, you can go out and you can protest police brutality. You don't have to be with Black Lives Matter. You don't have to be with uh, Antifa. You don't have to be with, you know, Trump. You don't have to be with any organization out there. You, When people ask you, why are you protesting? I am protesting this because this man right here was done unjust. Whatever it is that caused you to go out and protest, go out and do it and do it with just cause and make sure you let people know that this is why you protest. Instead of on the computer saying somebody should protest it. Yeah, everybody's sitting at home. Oh, absolutely. Comfort, they making sure that, yeah. And here's the thing, too. I throw this out there. This is something that I've never, I don't think I've even told anybody, just like as a random story, but this isn't a new thing. And when you could, I bring it up because you said, let's take color out of it, is it's not a new thing because I think like probably nine, ten years ago, I was at a friend's barbecue and he used to work in a department related to the police and one of his friends who was there mentioned that when he's in the jail and, you know, something starts like a riot in the jail of the inmates or something, anything happens and they have to call in the riot gear squad is he was joking and got pleasure out of it and was saying like, oh, we know it's on then. Like, we know it's on like we're allowed to just beat the shit out of these people. And it's not a new thing. It's not a new thing at all. Like, I agree with you. Don't take race out of it. Like, don't uh, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, D'Angelo, but. I would think like I, I, I think it's both is one is police brutality, period, but also yes. don't sit there and be like, well, let's take race out of it. No, we should still see the fact that there is black injustice. Don't, don't there is, treat it there as it's, but, and I, but, I don't like when people are saying we'll take race out of it because well, it does the, the reason why the reason why I say I, I, I'm, I'm taking race out of it, because I I'm not one of those guys. 
and and I've and I, I've seen people. I've I've had conversations with all of my friends, uh, a lot of them. The the every one of them. They all the the ones that are of color are like I'm just exhausted. Like I can't just keep fighting these battles. You know, blah 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 blah. And I would tell them, I was like, well, if you exhausted now and you're tired and you giving up, then I mean, what does that say? What what does that say? Even you not going it's, it's eventually going to fade away. If everybody has your mentality in terms of I'm exhausted, I can't keep fighting these battles. I was like and every civil rights activist before you that has fought and gave their life that didn't give up. You letting them down, too. So it's, yeah. it, I feel like it's our civil duty to have these conversations with every and anybody that want to have these conversations because this is a cop out. What really pisses me off is I have white friends that will call me and they will ask me a question uh, like uh, like the Aubrey case when he was running through the neighborhood. They called me and it was like, well, what did he do? I sat down and I, 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 I talked to each one of them uh individually and told him like hey i can understand why you asked that question and i'm i'm very i'm i'm very patient with them because they really want to know this is what pisses me off about people of color sometimes when people come to them and they ask them the questions like what he do they flip the script like what the hell you mean what he do you can't see what he did you're not getting anything done you're not reaching anybody because now you just jump defensive and literally all they're asking is a question and what people don't understand is, is the reason why they're asking this question is because it's very seldom, very seldom. I don't say it doesn't happen. It's very seldom that somebody of non-color, Jake, like you, that is Caucasian or white, will yeah. put themselves in a black person's shoes. They're going to always put themselves in the mind of who they identify with. So with, if you know that, then you know why they're asking you, hey, what did he do? Because they've already put themselves in the mindset of the shooters because they're Caucasian. Does that make any sense? A hundred percent. So, right. And us as black people, we're going to always put ourselves in the black people's shoes. So now like, bam. So now we're upset when they ask, well, what happened? Not understanding like, yo, they didn't put themselves in that man's shoes because that's not who they identify with. So knowing that helps you have that conversation with those that are not living in your shoes. Hmm. That's a really good point. All right. So so that's why, that's why I say what I say, like, Hey, this is what they said he did. And then when you flip the script and say, Hey, you know, and, and I've had plenty of conversations and you know what they all say? Like, man, I went into plenty of houses when I was a kid or younger and like, you know, messed around in like abandoned houses and stuff like that. But I, and they understand like, yo, okay, I can see it. But you flying off the handle, not wanting to have a conversation with him, makes it even worse because they was like, well, I guess he must have did something. They ain't want to talk about it. Yeah. Well, all right. So let me ask you this last question then. So having these conversations and deciding how to go down this road, what are your thoughts with what's going on with the NBA with Kyrie Irving? You're saying, hey, we, we're, it's going to get glossed over. We can't lose focus. We can't play. And then you have LeBron James on the other side. He's like, oh, we're playing if we're playing. Man, I'm a, I, I've am never been so conflicted when it comes to sports. Like, I, I understand the NFL thing, uh, and, and I'm going to go back to that because we didn't really quite cover what I really wanted to cover with the NFL. Okay, yeah. But as definitely. it relates to the basketball and, like, Kyrie Irving saying, no, nah, we shouldn't play, we should sit out, you know, our health and stuff like that. Again, it kind of goes back to, like, 
those football players. I totally understand why he's saying that, but he's in a financial situation where he doesn't have to play football. I mean, basketball. He doesn't need sports right now. He he has enough money to be like, yo, you know what? I'm going to sit back and I'm going to chill. And then Silverman came out and said, hey, if you don't want to play, you ain't got to play. You ain't got to play. But what, what what's happening is, is the herd mentality get things done, but the single mentality doesn't. So if Kyrie Irving is the only one that decides like, yo, you know what? I'm going to sit out. Then the cause of him sitting out doesn't hold as much meaning as if he had other players sit out with him. So he's going to need a crew. So in order for him to get that crew, he has to actually speak out, see who going to ride with him and see if I can keep this going. And with LeBron coming out and say, yo, I'm playing, then it really puts a damper on you. That's like, uh, if you want to equate it to football, that's like Patrick Mahomes coming out and saying, hey, we playing football this year. And then Jameis Winston come out and be like, nah, I don't know, man. I don't know. People are going to be like, dude, go sit down some damn where. <laughs> well, plus, plus, I think a lot of people, when they saw Kyrie, they were like, well, you're not really playing anyway because you're always hurt. <laughs> right, right. But but at the same time, you can under, I, I can understand both sides. LeBron James, he wants to play basketball. He wants to get it going and kind of take people's mind off of uh, the things that are going on, not necessarily off the movement. But give people basketball because the, let's be honest, whatever sport come back, I'm not talking about MMA. I'm not talking about UFC. I'm not talking about NASCAR. I'm talking about as it relates to baseball, basketball and football, whichever one come back, the viewership going to be through the roof. Exactly. Through the absolute roof. Endorsements are going to be through the roof. So LeBron James, yes, I'm trying to capitalize on this because I'm at the end of my career or very close to the end of my career. If I'm a young guy, I can really make a name for myself because every one of these games are going to be broadcast on TV. So I can see that end, but then I can see Kyrie's end like, hey, us potentially playing could kill the movement because now people are not watching the news. People are not watching these protests and riots. People are not keeping – uh, keeping up with what's going on in the world, we're taking their minds off it by watching sports. So mm. I can get both sides. Do you think, so and I guess uh, this is a good transition because you, you said his name earlier, but we didn't really touch on it with the Kaepernick thing and his kneeling. Yeah. So, yes. Do you, do you think there's a way that every sport, including the NBA, like, you know, what if the NBA did the same, like they all took knees during the national anthem, like there's a way to, get the NBA back, but also still keep the focus on where it needs to be. Well, it, here's what I think about the NFL. You tell me what has changed. You And, and I, 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 I have to ask you this, Jake. What has changed since Kaepernick has taken a knee when he first started this years ago versus right now? What has changed? Nothing really. Absolutely. So Drew Brees, I'm going to talk about Drew Brees and then I'm going I'm to roll in the cap. So Drew Brees, when he came out and he said, hey, um, uh, I, I, I understand what's going on, but, you know, I still want people to stand for the flag. I won't kneel on our flag. You know what I'm saying? I was I was proud of Drew Brees. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a Drew Brees jersey. Stuck to his guns. He worked four hundred million dollars plus. Like, I'm like, you know what? Now, that's a man right there. He can he can still be down with the cause, but the man got morals. I get it. I understand. Whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, the man stood up for what he believed in. Hence, us standing up for what we believe in. You know, you got you to gotta, you gotta shake his hand because he's doing the same thing we're doing. 
in a time where it's it's frowned upon, he's standing up for what he believe in. You can agree with that, right, Jake? Yeah. 24 hours go by and he comes out with this this I don't even know what it is, dossier or memoir. I don't I don't even know what you want to call memoir. it. <laughs> it's a, a apology and it completely floored me and it floored me because everything that he said in that was what he was thinking well before he said I'm still not kneeling for the flag I'm gonna stand up for it he he knew all that so what he did was what he told me is is look I knew everything that was going on I understood what the flag meant I understood that it wasn't about the military any of that like I'm I'm letting you know that I knew what was going on but yet I still want y'all to stand for the flag because at that point when he said that apology nothing had changed Jake nothing had changed no nothing he just got trashed online by that's everybody. it nothing to change so you let me know that you knew all this was going on and what it was about well before you said what you said you don't change in 24 hours jake you don't not not with no new information yeah unless i mean i guess he's considering maybe what he was told in 24 hours new new uh, information there was no new information jake no new information like if there was new information <clears throat> that came out then i can understand like okay this this apology is warranted like i get it <clears throat> like i believe him and everybody was like yeah you know uh you know he did so much for new orleans he did this and he did that i was like look i don't want to talk about what he did i'm talking about let's I, this is an isolated incident for me i i take it day by day and on this day right here he said what he said. I was getting ready to order my Drew Brees jersey because I'm like, this man right here, he stuck to his guns. I like it. You know, he can't be bought. And then the next day he got bought. And I'm like, wait, hold up. Whoa, whoa wait, what? <laughs> because if so, if you if you truly believe in something and you stand for something, there's nobody out there that can change your mind. Like, I mean, you you probably could like get me to understand the other side and even understanding the other side, I'm going to still stick with my guns. Like you, Jake, for instance, like I've, I've Are tried my break? best to get you hooked up with other chicks and you just like, I am you not going. that guy. Like that's how I look at it, Jake, no matter what, what I do with my views in terms of how I want to see you, you still stick to your guns. Like, nah, D'Angelo, I'm cool. Thank you. But no, thank you. Like I'm, I'm staying to it. And because of you, you were going there, (laughs) Jake, because of you as a friend and and, and I hate to say this because of you as a friend and your views and I have never been able to shake you is how I feel about other people. Now, if you got that in you, then everybody got that in them. Sticking to your convictions. Absolutely. Everybody got that in them. So as it relates to the NFL, I am so pissed off. I've never been so pissed off in my life sitting back watching Roger Goodell I watched three seconds of him saying like allowing the players to kneel and allowing them to uh like he understand that it was about police brutality and wasn't about the flag because right now what the NFL doing is they're chasing the money and the money right now is in the Black Lives Matter movement that's where the money is right now that's where and when I say that's where the money is there's more people on the BLM, like, hey, it's some injustices in this country to black people than it is saying, 
all lives matter. So when it first started and he was kneeling, all lives matter was a lot louder than BLM. But now yeah. BLM is louder than the all lives matter. So we got to we got to go where the money is, guys. We got to go where the money is, because, again, like you said, what has changed? Nothing. But public's perspective on things. That's what the money is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's what the money is. And that's the only reason why he made the decision on giving that apology and saying, yeah, Kaepernick's deserved to be signed. He deserves to do this. And 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 everybody's on this this gravy train right now is because that's where the money is. Just like this pandemic, where the money at in mask. So everybody, everybody got a mask company. You can go down your timeline right now and everybody's selling masks. <laughs> and go on Instagram. <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody's selling masks. Like, damn, I, what, 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 y'all, yeah, I'm just exclusively selling masks now. My business is booming. But you used <laughs> to have a full-time job. Like, no, uh-uh, I started my own business. I do masks now. And it'd be, it'd be people like, I used to sell jams and jellies. And no, I'm making masks now. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? Hand sanitizer. Like, everything, because we, we adopt and we adapt and we, we persevere. That's what it is. And that's the only reason why the NFL did what they did is because there's money behind it. I just want to see how they're going to uh, push this money train because they got to come out with something. I just want to see what that line is. It's going to either be like a clothing line. It's going to be like a jersey. It's going to be something. They just hadn't said it yet. And when it come out, we'll be having this conversation again. saying it one more time you haven't had a lot of, a lot of time since we had our show to say uh, do you have do you have a to be honest do you want to do a to be honest on this show before uh, we get out of here do i have a to be honest uh i mean after you brought the entire show full circle on my dating life <laughs> yeah i know right um you know what i i i can i can be honest about myself um okay I, I I'm gonna tell you something, and I and I haven't shared this publicly, um, and it it's it's an interesting conversation, I, and I'm gonna try. You can ask any questions that you want to. Okay. So I'm not I'm not really familiar. So this month is uh, Pride Month, and right. I'm not I'm not I don't understand or uh, well I didn't understand anything about Pride that as it relates to that particular group of people. Um, so because I didn't understand, I was very, I was very illiterate to the things that they have experienced and the things that they go through in that particular circle. Right. So I have a really good friend that's, uh, that's a part of pride and we have conversations all the time. Uh, and you know, with this whole, when the black lives matter movement started, you know, he would talk about, uh, how you know gays and trans and just how that community is uh, underrepresented and like the conversations that he was having with me 
was very similar to conversations that I either had or have heard as it relates to minorities in this country. And I was like, dude, you know, the fight seems very similar, like eerily similar, like the same almost. And, you know, he was talking about like him being bullied growing up and, uh, you know, him coming in a single parent household because, you know, after he came out to his dad, his dad like left, couldn't take it. And I was like, dude, <laughs> man, this sound really crazy being teased and stuff like that. And and I, he was like, just being different. And I'm like, dude, you're not different. And what's crazy is this is a Caucasian American. And I'm like, uh, dude, you're not different at all. It's just he was like, yeah, I am. And I was like, well, how are you different? Explain to me how you're different, because I can't tell by your voice that you're that you're gay i can't tell by looking at you that you're gay so you tell me you just look like a white guy to me and he said you will be surprised at how many people judge you based on your sexual preference blown away i was blown away jake I mean, I, that doesn't, I mean, it doesn't, doesn't surprise me. Like, it doesn't and surprise Jake, me. Jake, that, that has that, that nothing be... to do, it has nothing to do with him being black, white, green, orange, yellow. Has nothing to do with the fact that he's a man or a woman. But his sexual preference is what makes him different. And because that makes him different, then that's cause for him to get picked on and causes for him to experience the life that he has to experience blown away and and again i was i didn't know anything about that and you know he's been kind of catching getting me up to speed on like some of the things and you know how i came up you know how i came up jake no jk Rowland. oh with the yeah when she said when they said that uh people who menstruate have different experiences she retweeted and said you mean women who menstruate have different experiences and I called him and I was like bro I don't understand why she getting this backlash because she's not lying like women who I mean all women menstruate right yeah like I had to ask my wife because I was so confused <laughs> just like, she was like, I'm not sure how that works <laughs> right that's what I'm saying like I was like I, I had to ask her I was like look I'm gonna go to a professional because she a woman she's been a woman all her life and I'm like yo honey I don't know but you know JK is getting a lot of heat for this can you help me? And she was like, well, I thought they did, but she was like, because she can heat hell, I got to Google. So she, <laughs> so she Googled it and she was like, okay, all right, I, I got it. I did the research. I'm ready to have this conversation with you. And I'm like, okay, we sit down. And she said, so this is what the problem is. She said, yes, JK Rowling is right, but she's also wrong because she's eliminating the trans community, all the men that uh, have transitioned over to being a woman, they don't menstruate. And I'm like, oh, okay, I got it. But then I'm like, but they was born a man though. So now I'm really confused now. <laughs> so now you're all over the place. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm all over the place. But then she, 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 she gave me back in. She was like, yeah, you know, when they go through the actual change of sex, then they're, considered a woman and i was like you know what 
I get it. I understand it. Like we're all fighting battles that some people obviously or or a lot of people know that we're fighting. But again, if we all come together and we fight these battles together, there's no way that they can't hear us. But if we're all screaming different stuff in a crowded elevator, nobody will ever get anything done. So I I'm I'm telling you right now, to be honest, I want to be an ally to anybody that's fighting a battle out there that uh, I may not understand because I'm going to take the time to understand it and I'm going to try to help you fight this battle because I know at the end of the day, if I need an ally, I can count on you. So you're going to help me fight my battle? I, I'm, I'm tr- I, every time I try to help you fight your battle, Jake, you turn me down because apparently the chicks that I choose for you are ready to jump in bed with you and you're not ready for that. <laughs> you you got to do more research and understand. I, I got to do more research. That's what I got to do. I got to do more research. But I can say this, though, Jake, since knowing you and us being friends, I hold people to a higher standard because of you because you refuse to be shaken off your foundation and it has shaped my views of certain people and again that's why i feel the way that i feel about drew Brees or anybody else that like hey i didn't understand like well do your research before you just jump out there and start talking <laughs> and i appreciate that yeah and i i mean you made it I, hard for a lot of people though jake a lot of people bro <laughs> A lot of people because I, my my thought process is this if i can't shake jake's foundation with a pair of legs then nobody out there foundation be shaken by anything else because that's the most powerful thing in the world <laughs> <laughs> and on that note <laughs> our, our very existence depend on it and you like nah uh-uh, i'm not that kind of guy <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know how a better way to end the show than what you just said know, right <laughs> in any case hey thanks for coming on thanks for hanging out uh, for, thanks for, for having me jake anytime brother anytime you want to have me on i'm on uh i'll come on i told you dude i my loyalty lie with you man just like your loyalty lie we're waiting until you get married <laughs> i appreciate that <laughs>